Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, June 25th, and we're glad that you are with us for our Winning Side broadcast on the radio 95.9. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Also on Facebook, on our app, and also on our podcast. We're glad that you've taken the time to listen, and I hope it's been a blessing. You know, it's taken us a while this week getting through Proverbs 6 and the the list of these things that God hates, but I hope that we have done a self-examination. And I hope we've asked the Lord to search us. And I hope that these things are are things that we've said, Lord, I don't want this in my life. I want things in my life that glorify and honor you. And uh, I hope it's been a blessing to you in the study. I want you to know uh, we have a couple birthdays, excuse me, one birthday tomorrow. And then we've got an anniversary tomorrow. Erica Kling, uh, happy birthday to you tomorrow. And then uh, Doug and Cheryl Morris, happy anniversary to you tomorrow. And I hope you folks have a great day. And we're looking forward to a great day Sunday, our last services under the tent. We've had our June tent services, and they have been wonderful. Uh, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. But I'll tell you this, I'm also, excuse me, I'm looking forward to Sunday, but I'm also looking forward to uh, July. I'm looking forward to getting back in the building. We'll have our early service in the auditorium at 845, Sunday school at 10, morning service at 11, Sunday night at 6. And I'm looking forward to getting back in that building. We've got such a beautiful building God's given us. And uh, air conditioning, that sounds good. And padded pews, that sounds good. And uh, restrooms right there and water. Oh, it'll be great. And I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you're... I hope you've enjoyed these tent services, but I hope you're looking forward to getting back into our church building uh, for uh, all of our services. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Let's pray today for our country. Pray for the nation of Israel. Uh, Pray that God will do a great work in our church. Let's pray for revival. You know, we had great revival meetings under the tent, but I'm praying that God will continue that in our church and God will do a great work in us and through us uh, as we keep our eyes on Him. I want you to hear a song today. And uh, I want to hear a song about the blood of Jesus. The name of this song is Nothing But the Blood. It's not the hymn, uh, although I love that song, What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. But here's a great arrangement of this song, Nothing But the Blood, sung by Golden State Baptist College. It's a beautiful song, and I want to remind you there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power to save your soul. There's power to forgive your sins. There's power to set you free uh, from the chains of sin that have you bound. And I hope this song will be a blessing to you. Nothing but the blood.
Praise the Lord for that. I hope you enjoyed that song and uh, I hope that it never gets old hearing songs about the blood of Jesus or songs about the cross or uh, songs about heaven, uh, songs about salvation, songs about the promises of God. I love those songs. I thank the Lord for it. I want you to see in Proverbs 6, we have gone through this week uh, the list of things that God hates. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to Him and I think uh, obviously there's other things that uh, we could add to this list, but God gives us a list. Seven is the number of completion. Uh, seven is the number of perfection. And God sums it up. He says, here are seven things that I hate. And as God's people, I hope that we avoid these things like the plague. If you knew there was something that irritated your spouse, I hope, I hope, I hope you wouldn't keep doing it. I hope you'd say, well, I'm not going to do that again. 
And if we, there are things that we know irritate our Savior, our Heavenly Father, I hope we'll say we are not going to do those things. We want to please Him. We want to glorify Him. We see in Proverbs 6 and verse number 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. We saw that yesterday. Number five, it says, feet that be swift in running to mischief. Now, that, now we've talked about our, our look, the proud look. We've talked about our, our lying tongue, our mouth, our hands. We've talked about our heart. And now we see our feet, feet that are swift in running to mischief. That word mischief, it means harm. Uh, or hurt, or injury, or damage, or, or evil, or, or doing something to hurt somebody intentionally. It's damage that is done by design. Can I tell you, you ought to be swift in running, but you ought to be swift in running away from that stuff. But yet there are people who, when they hear that, ah, oh, somebody's going to get hurt, Oh, we're going to get that person. We're going to jump on that bandwagon and we're going to make them pay. We're going to kick them while they're down. Friend, I want to tell you, may God help us not to be swift in running to mischief. Some people delight in hearing about, oh, that happened to so-and-so. Oh, I'm so glad they had that coming. Well, that certainly is not a Christ-like attitude. I'll promise you that. But there are feet that are swift in running to mischief. We should be swift in running to do good and doing that which is right. If you and I cannot control our heart, if we cannot control our mind, and if we cannot control our tongue, I tell you what will happen. Our feet will follow to mischief. You see how this has gone. It starts just with a look, and then it's our words, and then it's our, our hands, and it's our heart, and it's our thoughts, and now it's our feet. Our feet running to mischief. Uh, I don't want to be uh, associated with that group. I don't want to be a part of that. Those are things that God hates. Number five, feet that be swift in running to mischief. Let's notice quickly today number six. Number six, it says, a false witness that speaketh lies. Now, it's interesting to me that we saw a lying tongue, and now we see a false witness that speaketh lies. Uh, a, 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 a lie, something we speak, but a false witness is who we are. So now we see that you have become, or I have become, if we lie with our tongue and you lie enough, you become that lie. You become that false witness. A false is anything that is not true. It is something that is deceitful, something that is hypocritical. It is something that is feigned. We talked about this a few days ago, but we must guard our mouth that we are only speaking the truth. Here's something that happens sometimes. We'll start telling a story. And we'll start going on and on and on. And then we say, well, at least I think that's what happened. Or that's what so-and-so said. Friend, be so careful that when you speak, you speak only that which is true and only that which you know to be true. Uh, we are so guilty of gossiping and slandering people. And, uh, and friend, many times it's not even true. You say, well, I only gossip about things that are true. Well, that's a whole nother message there. Uh, if if it, you're not helping anybody, even if it is true, you shouldn't say it. But certainly not if it's deceitful or if it's uh, something that is hypocritical. Don't say it. Just keep your mouth shut. Don't be a false witness. We need witnesses. But we need witnesses that are true witnesses. We need witnesses for Christ. Jesus said, ye shall be witnesses unto me. We've got plenty of truth to speak. We've got the Bible. We've got the gospel. We've got plenty of things we can say that are truthful and helpful that we don't have any business telling and spreading the lies and becoming a false witness. 
And then number seven, I want you to see this lastly and we'll be done. These things that God hates, the last one, it says, he that soweth discord among brethren. That word discord is disagreement, uh, contention, or strife. Now, this is very interesting because when you are sowing something, when you are planting something, that is intentional. That is not by accident. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was in my yard and I was planting some grass seed and I'm, I'm terrible about keeping the yard up. We keep it mowed and, and trimmed and all that, but it seems like I'll get a, a spot of my yard good and then my girls are out there digging a trench in it, you know, just whatever. So when you got little children, I guess you don't worry too much about keeping the yard just pristine. You keep it mowed, you keep it the weed eater and all that stuff going and then that's about it. But I was out planting some grass seed. Well, I wanted that to grow. So you know what I did? I kind of tilled up the soil. I planted that grass seed, kind of spread it out real good. Then I've been watering it. And my wife's done some watering. My girls have done some watering. And, and, and that was done intentional because I wanted grass to come up. Well, I'm afraid sometimes we sow discord among the brethren and we do it intentionally. We do it because we know if we'll say this to this person, that's going to make them mad. And then we'll go over to this person and we'll say this about this person. And we know that's going to make, make, make this person looks bad to this person. Friend, I want to tell you, that's as wicked as the devil. Uh, that is something that God hates. Uh, I preached about this uh, uh, idea a few years ago and I had the piano player play. And there are certain notes that are uh, harmonious. There are certain notes that, that played together. They sound good. And there are others that literally it's the, the word discord. It's not a, a harmonious chord, but it's a, it's a chord that it clashes. It, it kind of makes your skin crawl. You know, it's like a fingernails on the chalkboard, so to speak. Uh, God wants us to live in harmony. God wants us to live with each other and with him in harmony. Psalm 133, verse one, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. One of, the, one of the characteristics of that early church in the book of Acts is that they were in one accord. They were on the same page. They weren't trying to sow discord. They were trying to be in one accord. And may God help us as Christians not to be uh, sowing discord, not to be trying to create problems and stir stuff up in a church, but may God help us to be on the same page, going the same direction. I hope you've enjoyed uh, these seven things. I hope you've learned from them. I hope it's been a help to you. I hope the broadcast has been a blessing. And I hope we'll live every day on the winning side. God bless you. Have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.